check it out, yeah, who holds the title, yeah, let me run it back, yeah, who holds the title now, not talking Jay-Z, I'm hawking break beats like I'm stalking snake meat, out the forest, can't see the trees, way up high, the eyes, Vietnamese, the rest Jamaican, them two bot mine, they forever hating, nothing sweet but the bees knees, G's rep the streets, heavily on, please, check the weaponry, back when Eric and Parrish was making dollars, we were some arrogant adolescents with drama, yo, I caught up with Naps and Dredge to talk about his new album, Trouble in a Paradise, produced entirely by Knots. The album shows off Naps' lyrical dexterity while hitting a wide range of serious topics. In this interview, we break down the album, what it was like working with Knots, and Naps' journey to get to where he's at. He's got an incredible story to tell, including his days battling on rapmusic.com, which is where a lot of other great artists, including Deacon the Villain, Tone Deaf, and J. Cole hung out. After the interview, hit up the links to check out Naps' music. That fly fresh shit. Now tell my clips, what up? Nine five four. Yeah, yeah. About to kill the game like forty Glock thoughts. Naps the broad and not raw to knock your socks off. No back talk, that's on anything like hot sauce. My nigga, what I do to your ice, think rock salt. My south style is not north, my north rhyme is not south. And I was listening to the west since dog pound. Copping kicks off East Bay. Popping freaks on weekdays. I probably need to behave. My spins catching replays. Classes in session. Let them know where rappers these days. One man can never stop the rhyme, so they click up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny that you said that you, uh, you know, I popped up when you was looking for seed. I mean, you know, that's the beauty of, um, I guess that was Spotify that you was looking at, man, but. That's the beauty of it, though, man. You know what I mean? That's why, I like, I'm telling you, back to the whole business thing, I mean, if 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 business got involved, you know what I mean, a lot of, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have popped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about popping up, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't popping up, then you're not really doing nothing, man. Like, you made a good song, but you got to consistently keep doing it. Looking at popping up, man, you know, how frustrating can it be when you do something that you know is incredible, but it doesn't just pop up? To be honest with you, I try to set like a good level of expectation for what, for what you know. What I mean, gonna make me happy with my music, man. And um, and to be honest with you, like my happy space is is making the music and being able to put it out whenever I want to, how I want to, and everything like that. Every, all of that after the music is all bells and whistles to me, and that's like the fun part where you get to kick back and kind of orchestrate and do everything. You know what I'm saying? But being able, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, to be honest with you, man, like, and I got, this is, I'm working on my, um, what is it? One, two, my third album coming up. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be like, actually my fourth album, because my first album was Blackboard Jungle. My second was Blood Clot. The third one was the Knots joint. You know what I'm saying? That Knots produced completely. And then now I'm working on my on my fourth one right now. You see what I'm saying? So whoever whoever goes and listens to the one with me and Nantes is gonna is gonna realize that I got two other joints before that. And they're gonna go ahead and check those out too as well. So it's very important to have the music out there because you you know what I mean, you you know 
you know, I keep hearing people tell me all the time that, you know, it's like people got a short attention span. So they're going to listen to your music. And if it's not good enough, they might just, you know what I mean? They might look for you. You don't got anything else out there. That's it. They move on. That's it. You don't really got a fan right there. You know what I'm saying? But if you got the content that keep the people going back and forth and keep listening and always got something coming out at the right time, I think, you know what I'm saying, that's the that's the best way to do it, man. There's so many artists right now that say they're they doing stuff and they got albums with so-and-so, but they don't even know when it's going to come out. They don't even know, you know what I'm saying? They can't even tell you when, when, when they think it's going to come out. You know what I mean? Exactly. So... So how do you how do you balance that? How do you know or kind of gauge when this is going to come out or when you're going to hold something for this project? Like, how do you keep everything kind of balanced and in check? Well, I'm kind of I'm a little different, man. Like I, you know, what I'm saying, like I'm in a different space right now where I'm doing a I'm I'm working on a, on a um a collaboration album, man. Um, with C and we're doing things like clockwork, man. I mean, like sometimes that's the best way, you know what I'm saying? But usually. My approach to music is, I mean, it's constantly, I'm constantly drilling the song through my head and drilling everything through my head, and and the process is never quick for me. So, I mean, uh, you know, I'm just trying to do an album a year, man. Like, I'll do a collaborative album with someone else or do a whole bunch of features and then do an album a year, you know what I'm saying? Because to be honest with you, like, it's more than just writing the rhymes and recording it. It's Then you got to worry about the mixing, you got to worry about the mastering, the clean edits, everything got to be all, you know what I'm saying, done. Then you got to worry about the artwork and, you know what I'm saying, it's a whole lot, it's a whole other world out there other than the music that you got to worry about when you're putting the album out, you know what I mean? Right. And I'm not, I'm just a student of the game, so I'm constantly learning from other people and I'm not not from the social media era, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So... You know what I mean? Like, I'm learning. I'm still learning how to utilize my tags and doing different things like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really utilize social media like I need to. But, like I said, I'm a student of the game, man. So I'm just constantly trying to figure out ways to get my music out there the best way I can, globally. Definitely. And, I mean, I think it's it's incredible that you and Bad Seed I'm a hard-working man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm a hard-working man. Like, I ain't no full-time musician. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like... It's not like I'm in eight mile and shit and this guy this gotta be my record that you know what I'm saying that breaks me like I'm gonna be all right with or without the music, but that's my passion and that's what I feel like I'm you know what I'm saying, God gave me the talent to do, so I'm just gonna continually feed that and produce it. You know what I mean? No, I, I hear what you're saying and I, I mean from my my experience, when I was a full time journalist and that was what was actually paying the rent, like the hits on the website mattered to me and I might be interviewing artists that I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. like want to talk to, but I knew that they would drive certain traffic or mm. you know, would facilitate a certain audience that would help sell ads. And so not that, you know, I just interviewed whoever I would that would get hits, but also like there was a pressure to be like, okay, I want to make sure that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Cause like if this dries up, I can't do what I want to do either. And right. once I got, Facts. once I went into a different, you know, I, I finished my master's and, and became a teacher. Like I didn't need that hip hop game check and I could just basically do what I wanted, which was really nice. Um, mm. But it takes that pressure off you, man. You I play the game, man. Yeah. 
it's yeah can, no doubt you can just make those decisions you want you can you can make the music you want so i mean do you feel like you don't have that pressure on you to this song has to get a hundred thousand streams by this date or like i gotta get a write-up in these outlets like nah i don't put no i don't put any expectation on on, on anything like that bro like i said like i'm not into the social media shit i couldn't even tell you like what's like um what's like an average or like a great number to you know like a great threshold or a mark to reach you know for an independent artist like i don't know any of that bro like i'm telling you i'm just utilizing my social media the best way i can and the avenues that i can to put my music out and that's what it is bro like i'm not I don't, I'm not concentrating on, oh, I got to get this or get that, bro. Like, that's not where my success is at. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I just want to make the best music. I want to raise the ball every time I make a song. And, I, you know what I'm saying? I just want to be creative and tap into that next level and just contribute to, contribute to the game, bro. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's, everything is coming back around, bro. <clears throat> everything is coming back around, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are starting to really listen to music again that has content you know what i'm saying so people are going to be looking for the for the, for for those kind of types of music again you know what i mean you just got to be around at the right time to utilize that you know what i'm saying and to cat and, and to capitalize on, on on the needs of the people you know what i'm saying because right now like all that trapping and and, and all that shit that's just dying down bro because everything got watered down and saturated you know what i mean and so no, I don't really, I don't really pay attention to numbers, bro. Like I can't even really tell you what my numbers are because I don't really care. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not looking at. That's not where my success is at. The numbers is not my success. It's how many people contact me and say, "Yo, man, like I heard this joint and it gave me chills." You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, I could relate totally to this song. It changed my life. Different things like that, man. No, I, I definitely hear that. And I mean, I love just the fact that I found you through like that related artist and I checked it out and was like, man, this is incredible. And, mm. you know, I feel like I feel like that's just going to happen more and more for you just with the quality of music that you're putting out and just what you're doing. Um, so how how has it been, man, for you since Trouble um, and A Pair of Dice came out, you know, your album that Knott's produced? Well, um well, that that album was a complete blessing. I mean, it kind of um, I say it it, it it elevated me to a level where I kind of felt like I needed to be. Um, one 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 reason behind that is that I've kind of been doing music for a while, and that obviously is not really any kind of you know indication of how good you are, but. I feel like I've been doing it for a while and I've been collaborating with people who I felt like have kind of been through this, been, you know, on the same come up as I, I have. And they kind of know my story cause I kind of know them too. And we kind of came up and I feel like this album really put me in a place where it got, it got into a lot of different people's hands. You know what I'm saying? More people's hands and a lot of people that are, are real hip hop heads that, uh, kind of, you know what I mean, legends in the game, bro, you know what I'm saying, and different DJs, like, I've learned to respect DJs a lot more now, because, uh, you know what I mean, like, if, you, if you're in tune with hip-hop, then you kind of know exactly how important the, <clears throat> the DJ is, you know what I'm saying, in a sense where it's like, not only do they spin your records, but, I mean, 
they're they're the ones that's that's out there looking for the music. You know what I'm saying? So when they find new music, and I give you a good example, like DJ Clips, who's very who's been pushing my music heavy. I mean, even before since my last album, not the one with Nas, but the one before that, Blood Clot. I mean, how I even really know? Like, I mean, there's this dude that used to be, you know, really um cool with um the label that I was on. And I think his name is a Sharif or something like that, man. And uh, he he sent he sent my album to DJ Eclipse, and you know, I, I and to be honest with you, I've never spoken one word to this guy, you know, Sharif until later. But he said he gave it to DJ Eclipse, and DJ Eclipse made a tweet saying, you know, who is this? You know, what I mean, I can't believe I didn't, you know, this one slipped through the cracks for me. And he started playing my music on Sirius Radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's. To me, that was the first big accomplishment because I got serious radio in my car, and I've always said, like, damn, man, like, you know what I'm saying? I'll be dope there because I don't really listen to local radio like that too much, and I don't really care, you know what I mean? Because they play the same music over and over and over again. So I listen to serious radio, so I'm always saying, damn, I wish I could be on there. So, you know what I mean? DJ Eclipse is playing my music on there, and DJ Premier is playing my music on there, and, uh, DJ Revolution, you know what I mean? Um, uh, um, King uh, King Tech uh, playing my music over there too as well, and so you know what I mean. I mean that yo, that's like more than like I even thought that I you know coming from where I'm coming from. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to hear my shit on a CD. You know what I mean? Now I'm on radio and all of my favorite artists, my legends are, are playing my music, and I, I still haven't reached anywhere yet. So. The hunger is still there, and that album right there really propelled me to at least a spot where I felt like I deserved to be <clears throat> right now for what I've done. And that's all I could ask for, bro. I mean, I, I think that's incredible, man, and, and, and to have that support. And looking at Knots, I mean, what mm -hmm. was that? How did, how did you, you know, work with knots to basically go from you know doing a collaboration to hey we're gonna do an album well to be honest with you knots i never knew who knots was yo and i'm just being quite honest with you like only really i mean the era i came from like the producers you knew like the, the maybe like the top three producers that was popping at the time you know what i mean uh primo i mean Timberland, you know what I mean? Like dudes that were like making really big noise and hit records and stuff like that. You knew those guys, but I never really paid attention to the producer credits and the album credits and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I was more important paying attention to the MCs and trying to get the instrumentals and just rapping over them. So Knott's, I, yo, and now that when I, when I, when I figured out who Knott's was, everything made sense because some of my favorite beats that I used to freestyle to and I used to do, songs to him, battle raps to him, different things like that, Knott's made him. You see what I'm saying? So, but how, how it came to be was that Knott's, um, <clears throat> I was a big Little Brother fan. Still am. And they had this song called Life of the Party with Kalita Duran on there. And um, <clears throat> and uh, I remember Fonte in the beginning of the song kept saying, my nigga Knott's on the beat. You know what I'm saying? Because I always played that song over. When I like a song, like I play it like on some OCD shit. So that always stuck with me in my head. So one day I was on Twitter and I seen like this dude like promoting his music and it said not. Nah. So I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, who is this? You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking he's just like a dude, you know what I'm saying? Like that just started making beats and just got, you know what I mean? Got placement somewhere. And uh, 
I hit him up and he asked me for my music. Sent him my music. He was feeling the music. We had this mixtape thing that he had do we was doing at the time called Welcome Home. Uh, Welcome Home mixtape around the same time that uh uh rapper Pooh had his album that came out with um with with Knox. And uh he put me on the mixtape. Actually he had two two series that came back to back and he put my songs on on those albums and I was like, Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I started asking for beats and stuff like that and we worked it out and he got we you know, we got three songs on on my last album, Blood Clot. Not the sorry, not the one on two albums ago. Um, Blood Clot, we got three songs on there. So we developed that kind of relationship there musically. Um, and, you know, I asked him one day if we should do a song, I mean, to do an album. And he said, should we do, you know, I mean, six songs? He wanted to do six songs at first. And I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not part of that, this era where like everyone wants to do six songs and seven song albums. So I just went with it because he, he agreed, you know what I'm saying? So it was six songs. So I did the six songs and everything was good. Then I started asking for more beats and he never said like, yo, nah, I remember we said six. So we just kept going. We kept going. He kept sending me the beats. So we made it to 10. And then after that, you know, we decided that we thought it was good. And, you know, we did the album like that. But I mean, it all started for me, you know what I mean? Just from kind of reaching out to him and building that relationship. Cause at first I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? I, don't, I didn't really know who Nas was, but you know, after doing the research and all that shit, everything made perfect sense. And now I know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of like a, a gift in, in itself that just kind of was there for me. That was just a part of the catalog that needed to be done. You know what I mean? And I think it's crazy what you're saying about knots too, because it's so indicative of how he really carried himself in like the, the late nineties, two thousands when he was really doing a lot of huge songs and that was a time yeah. when, like, you know, people like Swiss Beats were, like, throwing themselves in the video and really making themselves a personality. You know, you look at, yep. like, Puffy. Like, Knotts always came with some incredible music, but, like, he played the background. Like, it just doesn't seem to be right. his personality to, like, be front right. and center and, like, upstaging the artist in the video. Like, he, he seems like he's not right. the type that needs that kind of attention. He's all about the beats, yo. Right. Yeah. He's all about the music. And I just think I, that, that always... And so am I, so it was great. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things that when I, um, when he, you know, sent me the beats and I recorded to him, there were things in my head that I thought that, yo, like, he should take the drums out right here. He should do something different right here. And they usually lined up. Like, I never had to tell Notch, yo, do this or do that. Like, he just literally did what he felt needed to be done for, for the verse and for the song. And it came to be, you know what I'm saying? So, and it, it lined up because it was like, damn, oh man, he actually did what I thought, you know what I'm saying? I thought he should have done and I didn't have to say that, you know what I'm saying? So that, that, that's really dope in a sense where you, you, you know, you and someone that you're collaborating with are on the same page and trying to get, you know what I'm saying? That the best sound for, for what's, for what's there, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, when you have that creative trust, I'm guessing that the whole project runs a lot smoother. Oh, yeah, it definitely does, man. But um, one thing I can say, though, to be honest with you, is that, um, like, I, you know, learning, collaborating, like, this is like a new, <clears throat> it's new for me in a sense where I've never really collaborated fully with just one producer or one particular artist like that. 
So what I have learned is in music and in the, the business as well is that patience. You know what I'm saying? Like patience is one thing that I've learned because, you know, like especially when you're working with someone that's not there with you in the studio every time you're working with it. You know what I'm saying? Like not in VA, I'm in Florida. So that's the gap right there. You know what I mean? So it's communication that's got to be, you know, there. And there's also got to be some kind of uh, urgency in a sense. You know what I mean? So whether he's waiting on me or I'm waiting on him, that's there. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that I can say is that, um, you know, I'm not good at that, yo. Like, I, I want to I wanna get my shit done when I want to get my shit done. You know what I'm saying? So, though, you know, that album that I work with, with Knots, to me, was, like, probably the best album I've done, it, it, still come, it still came with a lot of patience that I had to learn. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not the only artist that's working with Knots. You know what I'm saying? And And we're all, you know what I mean? We all got, like, our own family life that we got to deal with and all of that too as well. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and then obviously when you're working with Nats, you're like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it out. Let's get it out. Let's get out. You know what I mean? You're excited and you want people to hear it, but you know, an album that got done literally in like maybe six months, yo, took like a year and a half to really finalize. You know what I'm saying? Like that baby was that baby was cooking in the oven for a long time, man. <laughs> man, and, and, and I I know that's got to be got to be challenging too, um, but at the same time, it's like when you know you got something, it's almost like you don't mind waiting because you know it's gonna hit. Yeah, that too. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the thing is, is that, and and as I told you prior, you know, I listen to my music so much, man. Like to the point where I might get to an overkill, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you holding on to this music so long, you're starting to doubt that it's even good anymore because you blasted it so much. And then, you know what I mean, you might let you want your people's hear it or somebody get a chance to hear it, and you're like, yo, what are you waiting on, man? And you got to give the whole story of what you're waiting on and all of that again, you know what I mean? So, you know, I mean... It would be lovely to have complete control. I wish I could be not. I wish I could be me all in one and the engineer, Eddie Sancho and everybody in one, but it's a collaborative effort and really you do got to wait on people. And that's just the nature of the game, like period. So like I said, I don't look at that as a negative because I know that that's, that that's just how it is when you work with people in the business, man. Like, yo, there's some people that work on the album and the album never come out. Right. I speak to people right now, you know what I'm saying, that they got an album that they don't know, they got, they want it to come out, but they don't know, you know what I'm saying, and they don't know what's going on with it, period. That is plain and simple. And I don't know if I could live with that, bro. Like, no, you know, we're not here forever, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, bro, you spent your time and your hard-earned time and sacrificed time with your family and money that you spent for for beats and, for, and mixing and, Stuff like that, like, dude, like, we don't got time to be having things sit around getting cold. You know what I'm saying? Like, this everything is about timing, bro. And if you miss your timing, like, you miss the train, man. You got to wait for the train to come back around again. And that can never come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your time could never come again. 
So, you know, but that but that's the nature of the business. So if it was up to me, I would just and right now my next album is gonna be just like that, bro. Like I'm 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 working with, with multiple artists, like that, you know what I mean, producers and different, you know, artists. I don't like to have too many features, but you know, some features that, you know, I feel that need to be on a certain beat. And gotta take it from there, man. No, take no. it one by one. And so when you look at that too, I mean, and you look at Trouble in a Paradise, did you come up with the concepts for that? Did you and Knott's build on those? Or is that pretty much you deciding this is the direction? Nah, I came up with it. I came up with it. There was some, um, damn, man. There was, you know, the, the, you know, that, that phrase Trouble in Paradise has been something that I've been hearing like my whole life, especially from older people. You know, oh, there's Trouble in Paradise, you know what I'm saying? Shows use it a lot. There's a, you know what I'm saying, a hit song from like the 50s or something like that that um, was called that as well. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I don't know. It just popped up in my head and I was like, it was like Trouble in Paradise. And I was like, yo, let me, oh, I should switch that to Trouble in the Paradise. And I'm like, eh, that's too much explaining to people and shit like that, yo. And then I just put it to the side and I couldn't think of anything else that nothing ever popped up in my head after that that I could say, yo, like, you know what I mean? So every song that I kind of, that I, I worked on, I, I try to have that kind of concept or kind of like influence behind behind a song when it comes to, you know, things being pretty good at first and then it's not always like that. Nothing is ever as good as you think it is and nothing is ever as bad as you think it is. You know what I mean? So that's kind of was the concept with every single song that I did on there. I knew the, t the concept and the title of the album before I even started the record. So that's incredible. I, I I love that man. Did did you have any like? Did you just have to sell knots on the idea, or was it really just this? No. Is, this is how I see it going. No, no, I didn't have to sell knots on the idea. Uh, <clears throat> I just had to pick the beats. I just picked the beats, and that was it, man. I mean, knots didn't really. It's my album. It's it's my album. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's Naps and Dreads and Knots because Knots produced all the beats, but it's not an album that me and Knots sat down and said we needed to give the people. It was an album that I said I needed to give to the people and I wanted Knots to produce. So I brought everything to the table. I just picked the beats. Right. And I mean, I think the, the and obviously, I mean, not sonically gave his ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I mean is that he, you know, like he would say, um, "Yo, you should, uh, you know, take the reverb off. You know, tell Eddie Sancho take the reverb off this part, or um, you should, uh, you should leave that part blank. Take that word out so that the gunshot could be heard, or something like that. You know what I mean? So he gave he gave some, you know, some some input on the song and how it should sound sonically, you know what I'm saying, aside from what he did with the beat. But, you know, other than that, man, like, you'll be lucky, you know what I'm saying, like, you send Nas a tr uh, record and you'll be lucky to get, and then, you know what I'm saying, his opinion on it on a regular basis, you know what I'm saying, like, it's not something where you, you know what I mean, like, he's a busy man, bro, like, you know what I'm saying, like, it's very hard sometimes to get a hold of him, so... It was really, everything was pretty much in my hands, and he complimented what I did, pretty much. That's what it is.
That's pretty awesome. You know, Black Suns is one of those songs that really stands out. And just for the, for the depth of the concept and, and how you really pulled it off, you know, can you talk about just how you created Black Suns, the writing process, and just brought that idea to life? Yeah, it's funny because that song is, is, is underrated on the, on, the, on the album. Now, I, I think I am going to film a video for that still. I think but um, Black Suns, yeah, man, I really, I really should. Um, Black, and you're talking about Black Suns and not Black Spiders, right? Right. I mean, I, I like okay. Black Spiders well, too, man, but that's a different, that's a different lane. Right, right. Okay, well, Black Suns, man, came from pretty much. So um, I had two daughters at the time, and we had, you know, my wife was expecting a third child, and we didn't know what, what it was going to be. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, as a dad, it's kind of like, um, or, or as a man, I should say, um, you know, you you, you want to have a son. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a son, obviously you still love your daughters 100%, just like if you had a son, and it's no different. But, you know, I had two daughters, and my, my wife was expecting a third child. So it's kind of like, you know, I hope this one is a boy, but it's not. You know what I mean? So we didn't know. And then, obviously, when my son was born, and my whole world turned around, man, because it was like me all over again. You know what I'm saying? So I started looking at things differently, and it was around the time I was making the album. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know what? You know, um, No, actually, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, because my son was kind of like, uh, like two or three years old, two years old, actually, when uh, the album dropped. So, so he, he was already um, he was uh, already born, but, it, I mean, it was still like, something that I had to, I had to make this song, man. And then, you know, I, I have a lot of, uh, roster friends, you know what I mean? And, uh, the dude on the hook, you know, he does reggae music. Um, so, and he's a good friend of mine. And every time I go over there and we hang out, there's always a lot of kids and they're always running around, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always just thinking about like positivity, man, and what's going on in the world. And, sadness but still trying to see the good through it and hoping for the best and all of that so um and then seeing the world through my son's eyes now you know what i'm saying and having to kind of like make sure that this child that's growing up has the knowledge to kind of tackle and direct his life in a positive way going forward and not you know what i mean so not fall for all of the, the things that are out there in the world that could, that, that could trap you, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was a concept track that needed to be done. And, you know, um, once I had the hook from my homie, it was pretty much, uh, you know, it was a song. But it, it's underrated. That song is pretty much underrated, and I think it has a lot to do. A lot of people don't really, the concept joints, man, they don't really appreciate them like that too much, man. I mean, they want to hear, they want to hear something that's going to make them uh, feel like a gangster man um or whatever you know what i'm saying they're they not some people not really interested in in, in the, the backstory sometimes you know what i mean I feel but like it's there and that's why i said as long as you got these songs bro people will go back and they will re-listen and they'll hit you up years later saying i can't believe i let this fly over my head you said this one part blah 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 you know what i'm saying i've gotten that already you know what i mean so it ain't nothing, bro. Like, I don't sit there, and I'm not sitting there saying, yo, man, y'all need to make sure y'all got that line that I said. You know what I mean? Y'all right. need to get the concept, man. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. People will get the concept when they mind matures and when they are in the right frame of mind to, 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 to really 
to gather what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, when you look back on your career as a songwriter, that Black Sun is going to be one of those standout songs that, that shows, like, you can put a song hmm. together. Like, for me, a song like Black Spiders is is really dope, but it also, like, it shows what you can do lyrically, but Black Sun right. show, shows, like, a depth. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, I know you're nice on the mic. I know you got, like, you know, the wittiness, the punchlines, um, strong delivery, flow. Like, check off all those boxes with a song like Black Spiders. And then Black Sun's shows just it's, it's that different lane and it's like i feel like those are the songs that really stand out to artists and that fan like true fans really do go back to yeah man but like you need both i mean you you can't have a whole song a whole album full of black sons um no nah. <laughs> black know. spiders yeah 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 but like, oh, black sons yeah right i get like, what you're saying you can't go either way like you can't have all black spiders either because it's like what, what's this dude even about like i know he's nice but like yeah. what else so I mean, right. I think I think, right. I think what I really like about the album is that you achieve this balance of showing the different facets of who you are, but you also stay within like who you are. Like um, I was just talking to somebody about this, but like you know, you remember in the two thousands when people were dropping twenty album or twenty song mixtapes with yeah. my, my southern song, my club song, my girl song, my yep. West Coast yeah, song. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you really leave those projects like, who the hell is this artist that I just listened to for eighty minutes? Because those yeah, yeah, right. You can't you can't get grasp what kind of artist they are. You right. know what I mean? Like I, th I, I what do they hang their hat on at the end of the day? You can't really tell. Right, and that's what I really and don't get me wrong though, bro. I mean. Right, I see what you're saying, um, and don't get me wrong, because I, you know, I could really get on different type of beats, and the, but the thing is, is when you're working on a project, bro, like that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to have an ear for this. Like, there's people that pay for this kind of like just for people to sit down and figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, bro, I got like 20 songs. Let me know what song should be first. Let me know what song should be on the album. Let me know what the concept should be. Let me know what hooks should I do. Where should I put this? What song should flow into what? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, in itself is another art, man. You know, to be honest with you, that really, it's about, it's about listening to music. You know what I mean? And there's no way anybody that is just born today can sit here and tell me, yo, this is your best song or this song should go first. Nah, you don't really know because you got to listen to a million albums and kind of get an idea about how people in the past have been putting together records and how, you know what I mean? Because you got to learn from people, you know what I mean? And a lot of people, they don't do that. They think they got, they got everything figured out already. And because, you know, somebody done told them they hotter, you know, somebody told them that they was hot, but, Bro, really, you you really gotta have like you really gotta have a love for music and and have a catalog in your mind of a, a million albums already that you've listened to, and then when it comes to your album, then you can say, all right, you know what I mean? Like with me, I'm like, all right, my best song is not gonna be my first song. And when I mean best song, I mean the song that grabs everybody's air from the get go. That's gonna be the second song because to me. Every like album that I've listened to that I think so that I think is a really dope album, the second song 
is like the song that I listen to the most. And it's like a song that's like either after an intro or it's after like a song that's an opener to the album. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, let's get started. This is, this is where it starts at. You know what I'm saying? Track two is really track one to me. So, that, you know, I look at it like that. Black, Black Spiders was, was track two, but it had a lot more to do with not just that I thought the song was really dope, but it had a lot of, it kind of told you what kind of artist I was from a lyrical standpoint first. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm coming from. So everything after that is going to be lyrical with something else on top of it. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Do you consider Black Spiders as the best song on the project? Uh, my best song is um my best song is Blindfold. Gotcha. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, my best song is Blindfolds, and I tell you, well, scratch that. My best song is Spill Milk, and then Blindfold. Spill Milk was the first song that I ever made. And I knew that song was going to be a banger because I remember I was outside of the liquor store. I was about to go into the liquor store and I had to meet, I had all my windows up and the music was playing in my car and somebody was walking into the liquor store. And I remember while they were walking into the liquor store, they stopped at the door before going in and they turned around and they started looking in the parking lot. I was right there in front of them and they started looking around trying to figure out where the hell the music was coming from. And then when they figured it out, their head started bobbing and they and they, they gave me that look like, I don't know what that is, but whatever that is, that shit's crazy. Mm. I walked in a liquor store, he shook my hand because I told him it was me. And he was like, yo, that's crazy. I I ain't even heard a song. All I heard was some drums and some bass line and that shit had my head bobbing. So I knew off the rip that that song was going to be dope. And... um. Yeah, that's that's my favorite song. But then Blindfold was after because that song was like one of the only songs that gave me chills on the song on the album, man. And when it did, I remember smiling because I was like, <laughs> like you know, I'm smiling like yo, like if this is making me feel like this, this gonna really people gonna really feel this because it, it means some true story behind what I'm saying in that song and it. it, it it touch it brings a lot home, you know what I'm saying, with gun violence and you know what I'm saying that we gotta deal with more prevalent now, you know what I mean, than ever. And it's just like that song was dope. I've not had people even contact me and say the same thing, man, yo, that song that song kinda, you know what I mean, affected me and made you cry. I heard somebody say a song made him cry, you know what I'm saying? So you know, I don't know. I mean, those two songs though uh pretty uh, uh impressive for me. No doubt. No, I think I think those are strong choices, man. And you know, you look look at your history, man. I mean, I I think it's incredible that you go back with Deacon the villain from Cunning Linguists back to the college days, man. Like, what was that like? Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. I mean, Deacon the villain was and all. You know, what I'm saying Deacon Deacon has been uh um kind of the one who started it all for me, man. I mean, me and Deacon used to battle a long time. Um on this website called rapmusic.com. Yep, that was and, where like, uh, all the Q and 5 guys were. Um, exactly. Like Session, Tone Deaf, I mean, all those guys. Right, like, Tone that. Deaf, all of, them, all of those guys rap there. Um, Benefit, um, damn, man, uh, um, Hobson, all of these guys. We knew Hobson, 
all of these guys was rapping. We were all battling against I mean, each other back then. J. Cole was up there too. Uh, I heard that, but I wasn't around when I when that occurred. But I believe it because I know J. Cole is one of them little internet heads too yeah, from back then. The, the story I heard um, was that he used to be, you know, the therapist. But if you like, wait, what? Yeah, the therapist. But if you look at it, it's, he was a therapist. No, no, that's what his name was. But if yo, you, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. But yo, what are you talking about? Yo, if that was really, if that nigga was really the therapist. That just blew my mind right there yeah, because I know that name and I've spoken to I've spoken to the therapist before. Matter of fact, I'm probably sure I even battled him. So it's so that that's ridiculous. You, you spoke to J. Cole, man, because the story I heard was because therapist, you know, split up is the rapist that it. Like, oh, no. He was like, that's not a good like I got to I got to change this. But that that was kind of. Oh. OK. I see what you're saying. Changing from therapist because of. Are you, know, you for real? That's what I heard. I mean, I wasn't there, but Yo. I got it on a good source that that's what it was. Yo, that blew my mind. Yo, you want to know what's funny about that, man? I was having a conversation with somebody recently. Uh, my grandmother died, man, and uh, we were I'm having sorry, a conversation man. at the repast, man. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, and J. Cole came up, and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get him on my next album. And they were like, oh, you got money like that? And I'm like, nah, but I'm pretty sure I can probably get in contact with him. And I'm just talking, you know what I'm saying? Like, just trying to put that seed out there. Um, and I haven't gotten in contact with him. And I doubt that he'll be on my next album. But it was just, it's just, here's another thing that's now in my head now that you just told me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. Because like I said, bro, like, to be honest with you, it's still people behind these names. You know what I'm saying? And, and. I've seen people, like I said, from where I come from, that have done a lot of good things in the game right now, bro. You know what I'm saying? That we were just all people that were just battling and trying to figure out, trying to figure out this internet shit and be productive and kind of sharpen our swords. And you know what I'm saying? And because that's the thing, you know, the more you do something over and over again, the you know what I mean, the better you get. So we were battling in schools and at the lunch in the lunch rooms, and then when we got home. We had battles set up online, and we had, you know, so it taught us how to record our music on, 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 on you know, software, and and it, and then helped us hear ourselves on the microphone and kind of figure out how we wanted to sound and what kind of style we wanted to come with. So that was an era that was that's very was very instrumental, man. And Deacon was one of them, and he passed my music off to um to some dudes over there at Fresh Chess Records. This uh, was JL, Joey Laporta, and this dude named Gene Gardenzi that owned it. And they liked my shit. They sent the contract. I signed it. And um, only thing that came out on the album, on, on the label, was this 12-inch single that I had with Panic from the Moon Man. Um, and that was, so that's the 12, it was on the 12-inch vinyl. And I remember tri was tripping because I was like, yo, uh, you know, I got my shit on vinyl and I, I didn't have to do nothing. They just sent me a package and I got like, you know what I'm saying, hundreds of vinyls that I, you know what I mean? It's just crazy to see, see you know, you don't, I don't even know how vinyl, didn't know how vinyl was made at the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy to really, to see that, you know what I mean? And know, and know that you haven't really gotten anywhere yet, but yet still you got vinyl out. So that's where it all started, man. And then I got to meet Odyssey and, you know, and, and started to, you know, 
work with Ilman and 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 uh, Emilio Rojas and different people from that same branch just by collaborating with one person and them hearing you. You know what I mean? Right. I mean that 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 had to be such a big learning experience and just going through all that. Like that had to be a pretty crazy experience. I remember definitely, most definitely. I remember um because Cunning Linguist was the like the best the biggest uh Fresh Chest Records had like eight artists, including myself, that was on the on the label. So they were just kinda going with who had the hot hand. Cunning Linguist had the hot hand. I remember I was in college and they came and did a show in my in my neck of the woods, Deacon told me, Yo, we're gonna be in your town. And I got upset by that because I was like, okay, the label's booking artists in my own town and don't got me on the bill. So I reached out to them. They fixed it and they put me on the bill. So that's when I first got to meet Deacon. And I remember thinking and I remember seeing them perform and thinking, how does the crowd know their songs? Because I don't know their songs. Deacon is my homie. And I couldn't tell you one song at the time that was on the album. But the whole crowd was rocking, and they had the merch, and they had the the, the banner on the back on, on stage, the DJ, everything was on point, and I just had like a dude to push play. So at the end, I learned a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? I got off stage, and everybody was like, "Yo, okay, how can we hear your music?" And all I could tell them was, "You know, go here or go there online." You know what I'm saying? I didn't have any physical copies. I had no shirts. I had nothing. So I know that was still like, you know what I mean? And that was back then in 2001. You know what I'm saying? So th that was that was way back, man. You know what I'm saying? So dudes have been, been figured out the formula from back then. You know what I'm saying? So, and I've been around these people. So, and uh, we, we all know each other, man. So it's just a matter of time. And, you know, just like I said, just keep being consistent, man. And keep doing what you think is hot, man. And open the people can can figure you out you know what i mean right and i mean that was the time too when it was like you know you talk about being on rapmusic.com and doing the battles and that online collaborations were just starting to happen where it wasn't you had to be in studio because um right man like kind of linguists even kind of pioneered. bro that was it yeah go ahead bro but they they, they pioneered that um with love ain't uh, no 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 um the the six what was it six one nine rewind whatever that was it was called oh right yeah 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 that's on the will rap for food album yeah 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 the, the, first the album. remix had everybody on uh, yeah it. but like um and right, I, know I, yep. I, I know i didn't get the numbers right but it, i i know what i know the song i'm talking about i can hear it in my head um, yeah me too i remember too it has some numbers on it <laughs> i can't remember it either man it's like six one nine or something like that yeah can't remember um, i know it had like pack of fem on it or something and then yeah, Tone deaf for these guys, you know what I'm saying? From Q and Five. Yeah, you know, how did you look at collaborating differently? Like, did I mean, were you with the with the relationships you were building online? I mean, did any of those collaborations really come about through the internet um, and end up like making something because of that? Um, bro, I met a lot of people from just just battling people online and just communicating with people online, man. I mean, I remember Jen before he went to um, 106 in Park. Jen was on there too as well. And he had like an intro for one of my battles too, where he was just talking shit on my behalf. You know what I'm saying? And I remember 
he invited me to his because he was making Chinese food at a restaurant. His family had a, a Chinese restaurant. I, me- I remember I, I, I went there. He gave me takeout. I went home and I had diarrhea and shit. Oh, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just a story that I tell that's funny. That every time I see Jen, I'm like, yeah, 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 that's the dude. Yeah, man, he, uh, he gave me some bad food, man. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? But, he, <laughs> but um, nah, I, you know, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people back then, man, like you know, that were doing, you know, online battling different things like that. Right now, they're really doing some big things now, man, and and that's what it takes. Like that, it it takes a lot of work, bro. Like these people who's coming out and making a hit record right now, you really find them come out and they do another hit record again, man. I mean, those people are far and few. You know what I'm saying? Like you really got to have a love for this music and 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 have already done made a tons of music already to get to where you want to get to you know so you got to know music bro you can't just pick up an instrument and all of a sudden nigga you think you bop you know what i'm saying nah you gotta you gotta play music from your kid you gotta love music you gotta you gotta have a lot of years under this thing you know what i'm saying those are the ones who last who last you know what i'm saying and will constantly put out music that you like you know what i mean no, I hear you, man. And I mean, I think that's when you look at putting out music that is going to last. I mean, I think it's great that you and Bad Seed are working on some stuff now. Um, you guys already kind of released one oh, song, and that that was dope. But like, what do you guys have um, coming up together? Because you're looking at a full length project, right? One thing I can tell you is that. So I told you that the collaboration thing is a uh, that working with Seed is like a whole different. It's a whole different animal because he has, in a sense, what I don't have. And what I mean by that is that he has a passion. He's like a he'll he'll sell you, he'll he can sell you anything, man. And he has a passion for what he does. I got a passion for my music too, but he got a passion for wanting to get people to hear it and wanting to hype people up over it. You know what I'm saying? So working with him is a pleasure because it's like I only got to do half the work, bro. Like, I just got to provide my verse, and I can just enjoy just giving my input on the music than having to worry about, like, you know what I mean? All right, we got to get this out. You know what I mean? Like, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, I take my time with music. And with him, he takes his time, too, but we're trying to get this thing done. We're trying to get this thing done. So we already got, like, five songs. And we 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 constantly working, man. And and the, the concept is uh the, the from the shot shotters movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it, you know it's it's inspired by that uh by that movie. So it's uh it's gonna be an album, man. And that shit's gonna be crazy because what we already got is just crazy already. You already heard the single, and Kells with the Heat is uh making the beats, and he's crazy with it too. I appreciate I appreciate Kells too, man. That's awesome, man. And you know, I'm always I'm always interested to hear different responses and different philosophies, man. But um, it seems like it seems like a lot of MCs that I talk to are fathers too. So like, I'm curious, you know, looking at um, what you've done song wise, but also just your philosophy on the day to day with raising your kids. Like, what's your philosophy on parenting and and, and how you raise your Bro, kids? I'm gonna tell you straight up right now that the person, the artist that I am right now. 
is much different than the artist that I was in college. Like the artist that I was in college would really say anything um, and not really too much care. Now it's like I kind of find a way to still say what I need to say, but not as vulgar. Like I'll give you a good example. That same show that I did with Cunning, with Cunning Linguist, at the end, my homie came up to me and he was like, yo, bro. And, and the, the, the crowd was majority, majority um, white people. He came up to me and he said, yo, dude, I didn't realize how much, how, how often you say the word nigga. And I was like, oh, word? And I started listening to my songs and I started realizing, well, yo, I said the word nigga like 15 times in a song. Why do I need to say that? So I'm so I'm I'm conscious I'm conscious of these things now, bro. Because not only that, but then when it's come time to to send the clean versions of shit, you got to write out a whole damn paragraph of all of the shit that you said. You know what I mean? And your whole song. The, the point I'm trying to make is a lot of things that people say for shock value is not really needed. And I and now I'm of of the thinking that a lot of things just don't need to be said, man. Like the record could still be just as good and probably reach more people if you kind of just tone down on a few words, you know what I'm saying? So I don't really talk about nothing too much that's crazy, but I, you know, I, I still talk about what either I live or what I know, what I've seen and what I think is interesting. It could just, it could be all fictional. But I'm coming from an artistic standpoint. So everything has to be looked at as such, man. You know what I'm saying? This is not the autobiography of Nash and Dredd. If it is, then it'll be a different story, a different album. But I'm an artist, bro. Like, I'm not, nobody goes into making a movie saying, well, yeah, they do. They go in and they say, okay, well, yeah, we're going to take out this because... This is going to make the ratings go from PG to PG-13 or PG-13 to, to rated R, which is we're going to cut out a lot of our, our viewership and our money. So a lot of things is important like that, man. And right now my kids haven't really, they don't really listen to my kind of music. Every now and then they'll, they'll come in and they'll, oh, I heard you say a bad word. So I can't tell my kids, yo, you can't say no bad words and then they hear their dad saying bad words and they cussing all crazy. And what kind of example am I? So right now they, I just let them be kids, man. And when they do come around to hear my album, I'm, I hope that whatever they interpret, it's nothing crazy because you know what I'm saying? That's just not, you know what I mean? That's just not what I'm trying to portray. You know what I'm saying? As an artist, that's what I'm trying to portray. But like I said, there's certain things that, you know, I don't feel that is needed to make a song. You know what I mean? A lot of times people say a lot of things in a song and I'm like, Oh, why they said that, man? Like come on on the radio and I got to turn it off at that point. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you don't really need to say that. Right. No, I, I think that's gotta be a bad And the radio and the radio, I'm sorry to cut you off, bro, but the radio, they're not, they, they're only censoring cuss words. They're not, <laughs> They're not censoring context or anything like that. And these kids are way smarter than that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got kids. I'm rolling with them in the car, man. And I'm hearing these things. And I'm like, yeah, they're not cussing. But they, they, it's even worse than that. You know what I'm saying? And so 
you know, wh- wh- what are they what are they saying on the record, man? You know what I'm saying? So I get it, man. There's a place for all of that stuff, bro. But, you know, it's just being a little bit conscious and mindful and realizing that every word matters and sometimes less is more and you don't really need to say everything to get the same effect, man. You know what I'm saying? It makes perfect sense. Yeah, and and, Word. and I, I I can I can totally get with that, man. You know, so so looking looking towards the future, man. You know, you and you and Bad Seed working on a project. Anything else that you you've got kind of um, oh on, yeah on a pot For on sure. the summer right sure. now. For sure, I'm trying to work on two projects. The one with Bad Seed and the, my solo record that's going to come out at the end of um kind of the end of this year, kind of like I did the Notch record. And uh, that's what's going to be dope as well. That's going to be the sequel to, to uh, the album that I did before Notch, Blood Clot. So that's, that'll be Blood Clot 2, which is going to be even more crazier and just more mature, man. Just more mature lyrically and just, just more flavor, man. More flavor, more better. You know what I'm saying? Notch's going to be on there as well. Um, Buck Wild's going to be on there. Um, Trox, Divine Drummer, all these songs that I'm working on right now. So it, it's already in rotation. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, keep, you know, keep the momentum going while I have it and while I got the beats because I know there's going to come a time where I'm going to be sitting there thinking, you know what I mean? Like, damn, man, I need a beat or I need a, you know what I'm saying? I can't come up with nothing. I'm just right. trying to capitalize on it right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we got the C record, me and C, um, the return of Biggs and Wayne. That's the name of it. I'm taking on the persona of Biggs from the movie. He's taking on the persona of Wayne. And it's a collaborative album with Kells on Kells with the Heat producing it. And it, that, yo, it's crazy, man. It's, it's, a, it's a movie. The whole album is going to be a movie, man. So, and it, it, it's, it's very interesting and it's very new for me. And so far it's been fun because it's a lot of, you know, ideas being bounced around and, Kells is all hands on deck with with the music, you know what I'm saying? So whatever we tell him, you know what I'm saying, he provides it and he makes it come to life with whatever we're thinking, you know what I mean? Can you take me through your writing process and really how you bring your rhymes to life and how a song goes from that concept to a finished product? Yeah, no doubt, man. I mean, to be honest with you, um, I don't really... I write the song but I kind of like let the song kind of make its own self in a way. What I, what I'll do, what I, what I, what I can say is that I got a lot of ideas that I write in my phone throughout the day when I'm driving in the car or whatever. So throughout the day, like I just write, you know, I write ideas in my phone and, uh, damn, hold up. Man. Sorry about that, bro. One second. Sorry in the backyard. Yeah, man, um, I, I write some concepts in my phone, like, you know, different punchlines and things like that. And then I'll, um, I'll uh, when I do get a beat, then I, I listen to what the beat is kind of saying. I try to hum to it, a type of rhythm. And uh, and then uh, I take it from there, man. Like, I don't know what, what the song is going to, I don't know what the song is going to be until I get, like, to the hook. However long that first verse is going to take me, once I get Whatever I'm saying in the first verse is going to dictate what, I, what I'm going to say in the hook. And then 
I play off of that hook after the after the first hook. You know what I mean? So that's my writing process, man. Like I, you know, I know a lot of people they they just write rhymes without beats and stuff like that, and I rarely do that. I kind of piece things together, and I don't really write the rhymes like on spot and one shot. I can, but because I have the luxury of having my own studio, I don't, I don't, um, I don't sit there and write it and then just knock it out and that's it. Cause uh, I got too much time to sit there and analyze my music, man. So it's a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. It's a gift and a curse. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt, man. Well, that's oh, yeah. I really appreciate it. My bad. Yeah, my dog ran away, man. And, uh, oh, no, you My got dog it. just ran away. Well, yeah, we got him back, man. Okay. Yeah, that's scary, <laughs> that man. right here. That's he good. He came back home, though. Once you let a dog go, if he comes back, he's here to stay, man. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he loves you, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, no doubt, man. So, you know, um, that's my writing process, bro. Like, I don't. Um, I'm still trying to, I'm trying to make it more efficient though. You know what I'm saying? Cause I would love to bang out like a really dope, and I could too, but my intention span sometimes is not, it's not, uh, what I, what I want it to be sometimes, man. And I, I just get sidetracked or, you know what I mean? Get bored and I stop and then I come back and I realize what I wrote previously was not that good and I fix it. Can you prove it? No. Yeah. But the Green Hornet will. Hey, who that? My nigga Kato. Hey, my nigga Kato, y'all. What up, man? What up, my nigga? What's going on, man? What up, y'all? Look at them dice, man. Yeah, nigga, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You gotta run that back, man. Hey, that's me, man. What you talking about, man? Hey, man. That's me, man. Nah, man. Nah, you gotta gotta hit the wall right there. You gotta hit the wall, man. Come on, man. Forget all that, though. Let's get your mask, man. Let's get in the whip, man. We got some shit to do. Like Green Hornet, read the comics. Woo! My dog Kato, the driver, he stayed reefer chopping. Let's go. Scheme a low plot and cut them people watching. Uh, they left us with the scraps and illegal options. Cameras recording, managers reporting. I'm finna handle the forklift on rappers' albums. Horse shit, put them on the shelf with the elf. Watch the kid who studied all the world plus knowledge itself. My partner practiced gun food, doing things you can't undo. His face covered. Who's he? Could be Bruce Lee, don't play a sucker. Play your role, Richard Brown, tree and shaft or something. You don't wanna clash, get from around me fast. Snakes in the grass, you can tell in the eyes. They hiss and slither. The type to come around, you be like, hmm, this nigga, man. I play the background to SmackDown. You don't know what, where, where, how. Even gym niggas won't do squat, they begging to hand them out. You better run when you see them coming, don't even know who they is. Come on, man. Some posing with guns, some shoot to kill just. Watch out for the sting when they swarm like hornets. Just watch out for the sting when they swarm like hornets. Pictures and the cops is watching too. Don't get caught slipping. There's a warning to all of you. Just watch out for the sting when they swarm like hornets. Just watch out for the sting when they swarm like hornets.